0: Welcome to Body, Beauty, and Soul. I'm your host, Caprice Butts, and for the next 30 minutes, I'm giving you permission to make it all about you. Let's get started. It's all about you. Welcome to Body, Beauty, and Soul. I'm your host, Caprice Butts, and I'm super excited to introduce to you my very special guest today. She's an author, motivational speaker, Atlanta talk show host, and so much more. And if you want to live life on purpose, then you need to read her new book, Harping on Purpose, for such a time as this. Please join me in welcoming to the Body, Beauty, and Soul show, Dr. Cynthia Harper. Welcome, Dr. Harper, to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, um, Caprice, for having me. My goodness. Tell us a little bit about what led you to write this book and how it relates to guiding people into restoring their bodies. Absolutely. You know,
1: for years, I held on to this book. I wrote this book almost a decade and a half ago um, at a time when it was the most crucial period of my life. I was going through this period where I was losing things. um, I wasn't working. I was down and I was low. And God put me in this, I'd say he put me in this lovable two-seater love seat. And said, write. And honestly, I was elementary in my writing, but I wasn't elementary in my thinking. And what led me was that I knew I still had purpose, even in the midst of feeling down. And I want people to understand that. Just because you're going through, don't give up. That there is still hope that that this is not the end of all. If it's the end, God's going to say it's the end. So I knew that I needed to get this message out. And then I was too insecure to get the message out. Oh, I was (laughs) in the beginning, but not in the end. Not in the the end. end. (laughs) This is the middle, because we don't know what the end's going to be. The end has great, has such a great potential. God can't show us that. Mm -hmm. We can dream and imagine and think. But I knew that I was still beautiful. I was still intelligent. God still loved me. But I wasn't bold enough to take this book by the horn And tell people how imperative it is for them to not give up on their body, not to be beautiful inside and outside, not to understand that you're not what you're going through. You got to grow through these processes so that God can characterize you, so he can change you. And then once you learn your temperament, oh my God. Yes. Once you learn who God has said who you are, that you are not like this person, you do do things differently. You do talk differently, walk differently, respond differently. But I created you in that frame. I fashioned you in that likeness so that you would be protected from those other outside forces. Because you need that. Somebody else don't need it, but you do. See, That's- we don't have nothing to do with our DNA. Uh huh. Your temperament is your DNA, your biological makeup. How you were created by God for God, to walk it out back for other people so that they will get who they are and where they come from.
0: Let's talk about those outside sources. There's, there's a, mm-hmm. a portion in your book uh, on change. It says, the inevitable movement of change is yes. constant. Change does not stop because you have deemed yourself not ready. Let's talk about that as it relates to those outside forces. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, that is so awesome. So in terms of
1: outside forces when it comes to change, let's start with, say you have a disagreement with someone, even someone you care for, or just a mere social acquaintance, a church member, a friend. You don't change because of the situation that you're in. You have to still be the representative that you were called to be by God. So you change the things that God wants us to change or the things that are not good for us, the things that set us in a bad place. Change is going around you all the time, and it's like a revolving door. What we have to learn, and this is what I've learned, every door is not for you to go into. So when it's time for you to make the change, God has a place to shift and move you to. You've got to move with what God says for you to move with, not with what's popular, what's trending, what feels good, Is this change good for me? Yes, do it. Because everything around you is consistently changing.
0: Let's talk a little bit about changing in our bodies, which really is a temple. It's a temple and it doesn't belong to us. So
1: culturally, many cultures have things that are bad for them, right? Um, Mm -hmm. The Hispanic culture loves beans and cheese. It's a very common process for them. Just because it's common and everyone is doing it, Is it good for your health? African-Americans, we like gravies, fried foods. Culturally, Uh that's what we do. Italians, culturally, they love pastas and breads and red sauces. Now, too much of anything is not good for the temple. So mama did it, daddy did it, great-grandmama did it, and, and, and culturally, for generations, it's been popular. But in order for us to change the trajectory of our health, we have to do things differently. So right now, I've learned the value of intermittent fasting. I've learned mm-hmm. the value of I can't do the cream in my coffee, which is popular to do, which is good for me. It tastes good, but it feeds my flesh and not my spirit. Mm-hmm. So that when my body gets tired and my health begins to break down, why is there so much flimp? Well, you have had, consumed cartons and cartons and cartons of cream over the last three to four months. hmm your coffee. So then so then, your health is weak. You're sick. You're feeble. You have to go to the doctor. Now you're dealing with high cholesterol, hypertension, blood pressure, um, um, uh, uh, diabetes, pre-diabetic, o- obesity. Why? Because you did not respect the temple enough to make the change needed for you to be healthy.
0: That's the so body true.
1: must be healthy. If the mind's not healthy, the body's not healthy. So the, it starts in the mindset. Uh, and that's why sometimes most of us need to understand that what we have is not a generational curse. It's just bad behind habits. Mm-hmm. Poor discipline. Discipline. Discipline is the word. It is a discipline. It's a three-letter word that's a bad word in our community, mm-hmm. all of our communities. It's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's not a Hispanic. It's not none of that. It is Discipline. To change, because a disciplined person is a disciple. So true. So, so if we are disciples of what we say we believe in, and we believe that 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 we're just, we're, we're part of what he's called us to be. If we are disciples, then we are healthier. Health is important. I've got work to do. I've got stages to grace. I've got international billboards to fulfill. Can I do that if I'm crippled over? if I have diabetes, if my vision is poor, simply because I just flood my system with things that are not good for me, instead of carotene. Am I going to be able to speak well if phlegm is covered in my throat? I'm already a raspy girl. So if I have all that phlegm in my throat Mm -hmm. and not enough water flushing it out, I mean, the greatest thing you can do is love to drink water. It's your body, it doesn't belong to you. How do you think the Holy Spirit feels When I offer it, if if I, because I don't do this, but what if I offered it a cigarette? Why would Hmm. I do that the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the only thing that's with us while we're walking here. We know there's God the Father. We know that there's Jesus Christ, the big brother. But the Holy Ghost has been left is our comfort. But we've made food our comfort. Oh, that's a comfort food. Who told you that? We've got to deconstruct. And that's my new book that's getting ready to be released in two or three months. Deconstruct to reconstruct so that oh, our wonder. bodies and minds will be healthy. Our, our souls will be healthy. We are too fat. Mm-hmm. We're Too fat with knowledge that we don't give out. We're too fat with food that we intake. We have, if, if God came down and said gluttonous was the thing that you dealt with the most, it would be embarrassing to you. But our truth is, We've made food, we've made food, which deters our bodies. It reshapes our stomachs. It put dents and dimples in our legs mm-hmm. because what? literally I know I've been there. I'm coming out of there now. We have to exercise. We have to take care of these temples so that we're healthy enough to go and take care of what the body needs.
0: That's so good. That's so good. You know on average, each person has about 10 to 20 pounds of undigested food in their mm. digestive system. Can you imagine that? Yes. That's 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 criminal. And it's I always criminal. tell my clients, if you eat three meals a day, you should eliminate three times a day. Yes. And unfortunately, that doesn't ha- happen, especially in certain cultures. Just because someone is skinny, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're healthy. Because you some of my that- skinniest thinnest clients are having major issues with their colon and things of that nature. So this is so good. Such a great conversation. Listen, don't go away, guys. We'll be right back right here on Body, Beauty and Soul with Dr. Cynthia Harper. Hey, guys, if you or someone you love battle stress, diabetes and depression, or maybe even Alzheimer's, listen up. As a master herbalist, I love the fact that just one herb can combat a gamut of issues. Today, I want to tell you a little bit about ashwagandha. It works as an adaptogen. It helps the body adapt to stress and boost energy, stamina, and endurance, thus improving your overall health. By lowering blood pressure and glucose, it treats hypertension, diabetes, depression, and anxiety. It can also improve Alzheimer's symptoms by repairing damaged brain cells and reconstructing nerve networks. For more tips on ashwagandha and how you can restore your body, beauty, and soul, follow us on Capriceology.com. Welcome back to Body, Beauty, and Soul. I'm having an amazing conversation with my dear friend, Dr. Cynthia Harper. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Harper. We're talking about harping on purpose for such a time as this. It's your new book. Tell us a little bit about your segment that's called Grace. Uh You know, Grace, you know,
1: Grace is unmerited favorite. Grace is also the number of five. And we also know that they say where there's grace sin abounds even more. But let me share something with you from my book. It says, naturally, Grace is regularly affiliated with charm, a gentle spirit and beauty. Both men and women are given the title of graceful. A fitting example of the late American film actress was Princess Grace, who my great aunt Johnny would say, she's the most beautiful woman in the world, right? One thing that cannot be disallowed is the power spoken word that Grace Kelly was a beautiful woman. So that was Grace, Grace was beautiful. But grace is not a reason to keep doing something or or not to do something because sometimes the grace can run out. Grace is sufficient, but it can run out. That's sometimes you're grace to do multiple things, sometimes the grace from that is pulled from you to do one thing. Now, for women, for men, if you continue to take advantage of grace as it relates to your health, as it relates to anything that separates you from the perfect will, because we only look at sin at things that are on our sleeves like drinking, smoking, sex outside of marriage. But what about the sin and, the, and, and and when grace runs out on you not being in that place where you can lose five pounds in a week. And so then it takes you three months to lose five pounds. That grace is gone from there. So then that five pounds becomes 10. That 10 becomes 15, right? And now mm-hmm. you're stuck. And we blame it on culture on this, but you have an ownness to yourself. to grace yourself to say, Lord, I need boundaries. I need you to help me to be bound have these boundaries. Grace me Lord, to be disciplined enough to have boundaries so that my beauty is not just physical but it's in my mind. And let me tell you, the enemy's coming to take it up as soon as it lies down and that's why you've got to stay in the perfect will, when it comes to being graceful, when so, there are people that are going through changes, the first thing I say, God, have grace on them, mercy, grace for them. God, why? Because we all need somebody to cover us in grace It's yes. sufficient and it abounds, but it can run out.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's so good. It can, it run, can out. run out.
1: Yes, it can run out. You and I need to understand that it's there for us. And he loves us and he wants us to be beautiful. He wants our skin and our health and our minds. And there are some things that we're predisposed to. And this is why it's important to learn your temperament, to learn who and what you are, to study even your family, to see what have they suffered with and why. Mm. Because the grace could be starting with you or could stop with you in terms of certain things that we do and don't do. And then I think about this part of grace. There are times in a conversation where you have to grace the other person to speak and you're praying for them to get everything out of them that they need to because it's time for them to pour. Are we graceful enough to sit back and say, shine, Caprice, shine. This is your thing. I just want to be here to support you. Are we graceful enough to share the stage? That's good. Are we graceful enough to want the next brother to get an opportunity. And we make sure that they're treated fairly in what they're doing. Are we graceful enough to know that God's grace for me is sufficient and he's not going to allow me to miss the mark if I'm trusting in him? Because what did he say to me and you? He said, I would not allow you to be made ashamed.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. And so many times, so many times, we are uh, eager to help someone else to open a door for someone else. And that's what grace really is. But how many times have we been in a situation when uh, doors were shut in our face? Mm. That is the moment that I really believe that grace is birthed. Because Absolutely. you never want anyone else to feel the way you felt at that moment. Opening a door for someone else when doors have been closed for you, that's grace beyond in a, in a, on a totally different level. A different level. A totally different level. Let's talk a little bit about everything God has done in your life as it relates to uh, your profession and your ministry.
1: So let me say this. If I do anything good, it's only because of God. Because I've always been this confident. I haven't always been this competent. I've studied and prepared for this era, this season of my life. Um, It's a middle-aged season, and it's a beautiful season. And so what I do is I want to be a woman of great purpose. I want to leave an indelible mark. So I'm trying to perfect the things that God has given me. That's why studying his word, writing his word, and being his word on the earth is what I want to be. So as I speak to women, I share the true bare bones. Listen, this is where I was. This is the truth of what I did 30, 40, 50 years ago. I was not the same woman. So whatever you are, it's my shoulders you can stand on. I don't mind you taking uh, being a ladder. See, we're supposed to be a ladder, or a crack, or a window for someone mm-hmm. else. Yes. So when I go out and speak to women, it's not over. It's not over. You ha- you fail. You made a mistake, but the purpose for you is still good. He's not a god that he should lie. So he doesn't take away his gifts that they're without repentance. So my job is to remind people, it's okay that you're unique, that you're different. It's okay that you are melancholy and you don't care for a team all the way up to be around you all the time. It's okay that you're individualistic and that you would prefer to manage a task versus people. You're not any less nicer or kinder because of that. Because kindness is only displayed to the people who need it. Grace is only good when it's rendered to someone who's in need of grace.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: So I'm not a superhero. I'm just a person who's failed and decided I'm going to get up. And this time, I'm going to stay up. I love that. Because does the enemy come in and try to defy me and tell me this and I'm not that and come at me this way and that way?
0: Yeah, he does. Well, here's the thing. We are bombarded, especially women. We are bombarded with images on what beauty is supposed to look like, what charms, what what success is supposed to look like Mm. from billboards to magazine articles, television commercials. If we're not careful, I said this earlier, if we're not careful, we will be so bound by what someone thinks that we should be trying to live in someone else's box. And if we can talk a little bit about Getting out of that box, getting out of the uh, the mandate of what the world says is beautiful. Mm. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. You
1: know, I, when I rise up daily, I tell God, thank you for making me chocolate, full face, average size of lips, hug nose. Everything about me, God, is beautiful. Yes. Because you made it. If I looked at what the world said the standard of beauty is, and that is, a woman of a different hue with a different style of hair and a chiseled face, I would think that I was ugly. But when I step out among any, yes. up, I want you to know, I don't care what stage it is, what age it is. She could be 30, she could be 20. I'm in the beautiful 60. I turned 60 in 2023.
0: Oh my goodness, sis. And
1: I look at you myself look great. and I think, God, <laughs> look at this. Look what you've yes. done in this masterpiece. You cannot compare yourself. This is why learning your temperament, understanding your DNA, because there's somebody specifically for Cynthia that she loves, that loves, that needs what I have. She's waiting for me to walk by and tell her. And that's why I'm getting ready to do a makeup line when I do my production at the end of the year for women of of darker hues to Mm -hmm. sell them, tell little girls. I want to saturate the schools. I want to saturate community centers and tell little girls in neighborhoods, in the inner city, in the outer city, in suburban, in the urban community, that baby girl, you're beautiful. Your little short, pig, pickly hair is beautiful. That's right. Your hair is beautiful. Why? Because God created you and he makes no mistake. Right. And I don't care what the world says. And you have to dispel those images by putting beautiful images around you and beautiful people around you.
0: Exactly. You're beautiful, and you matter, and you matter. And You're you not matter. just a
1: number. I had a young lady that I that was spoke for a program that I was working with very recently, and she talked about she worked with this program for slaves, and they were just a number. They weren't really counted. They were just a number, honey. You count. You're not oh, just yes. a number. Oh, you're yes. relative to the success of the world.
0: To the success, success of the world, you've got to world. believe it.
1: Yes, of the world in your community, in your family. In your church, in your in your city, in your state, in the world, you are relevant. Somebody needs you. There is a stage. There is a place. There is a position that's waiting. It. God has created it for you. And that's why he says, trust me. I love Believe it. Believe what I tell you. Everyone looks at you. There's somebody looking at you in awe. Someone. You might not know it, but someone's watching you in awe. Like,
0: why? Wow. I love that. This is so good. Guys, don't go away. We'll be right back on Body, Beauty and Soul. Do you want a healthy body? Well, it first begins with a healthy gut. That's right, guys. Everything starts with your stomach, a healthy immune system, energy levels, even good mental health and so much more. Do you know that your colon has on average 10 to 20 pounds of uneliminated waste in it at all times? In fact, if you eat three meals a day, you should eliminate three times a day. Good news, the Capriceology Elimination Diet can help you get back on track. It includes a healthy gut symptom chart, recipe bundle, and delicious snack guide. Learn more at capriceology.com, subscribe, and get 10% off. Welcome back to Body, Beauty, and Soul. I'm your host, wellness coach, Caprice Buds. And once again, we're with Dr. Cynthia Harper. We're talking about reviving your soul. And when it comes to soul, let's talk a little bit about Detaching those soul ties mm-hmm. and how we get free from that.
1: Absolutely, I tell you, it's, that is a that can be a soul tie can be a beautiful thing if it's with the right people in the right situations, and it is atrocious when it's with the wrong thing. I remember once having a soul tie, and I had to fast and pray. That thing was erosion in my soul. I could not detach it because I'd allow the wrong thing to connect with me, mm-hmm. the wrong thing to deposit in me. Listen, women, I want to get frank and I want to get really deep with you. Be careful who you physically lay your body down with. Because because what they're connected to, you're connected to. So if if you are a woman and you've been with a man and he's been with a half a dozen or dozen or so women, you've been with maybe one man, maybe two men. Maybe you've fallen and he begins to deposit in you not only his sperm, but his mindset. And everybody else that he's said that and done that with and to is also twinkling in you. And you you wonder why all of a sudden I get around that person or someone that might have been with that person that you've never even met. And there was an inkling, something going on, and it's burning, it's eroding, and it's you're like, what is this? You connect it to that soul tie. That will not allow you to have a freedom of soul. We need our souls free, our minds and our wills and our bodies are within our souls. We need that free. And the reason we don't get free in that area, because we have too many connections to the wrong things.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the other side of this. Your chapter on freedom.
1: Uh, you know, see and, and first of all, let me let me say this to all of us. Let's stop being religious. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Beautiful saying. But what are you free for? What do you need to get free from? I have to ask myself this, for an example. I needed to be free from extra cream in my coffee. See, all of this is in the discipline. If you put Mm -hmm. all of this together, you could put discipline around it and each one of them would have an arrow pointing outside of it. I needed to get discipline from the cream, right? I had to fight for that, right? Because I needed the freedom of that. Women that are in abusive situations, men that are in abusive situations, what do they have to do? They got to fight to get out of that. It's not easy. People say, well, why did you stay, honey? That's immature to ask somebody, why did they stay?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't understand that when you get beat down and your soul loses who it is, you can lose your freedom. You have to fight for, the, for your freedom. But once you get a hold of what God says about you, and it has to start in your mind first. When you get your freedom, when you get the freedom to know you're beautiful with or without makeup, uh, this morning alone, I said to myself, "We're talking about mind, body, and soul. I want women to understand that without makeup, without anything, you're, you're good. You're That's good. right. You you know see a lot of that is persona. Persona is personality. That's uh-huh. not freedom. Persona is what I want you to see. That's personality." Mm -hmm. Character is what I learned to adopt from other people. But temperament is my natural DNA. So when I learn how to function with my natural DNA, meaning I like this about Caprice is calm. Cynthia is a little exciting, but I like that about her. Let me adopt some of that. I'm not trying to emulate you. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make myself conditioned and smart enough to fit in this circle, in that circle, learning to abase and learning to
0: abound. So
1: freedom is abasing and abounding. Because you know, I'm going to tell you, once you lose your freedom, see, I lost my freedom one time. And for eight hours, I was locked down. I was going through a divorce. And I knew that the tags on the truck was bad. These are small things, y'all. But these are the things that they, it's the small things that destroy the vine, right? It's the little mm-hmm. what? Foxes? can boxes. take your freedom. I knew the tag was bad in the car, the, the truck. And I just confiscated it in the middle of a divorce from my spouse. And I was driving it. Instead of being responsible, I gave my freedom away. And I was ticketed and was taken to court. And they locked me down for eight hours. And let me tell wow. you, sometimes... You need that eight hours. Oh, yeah. Develop something in you. Am I ashamed? I've never been in jail. My boy was, did did the Lord play? Did the Lord do a number with me? He certainly did. Mm
0: -hmm. That's where all things, even those things, they work together for the good. They work together. Dr. Harper, this has been. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Ladies and gentlemen, her book is called Harping on Purpose for such a time as this. You can purchase it wherever books are sold or online. Dr. Harper, tell our listeners, how can they connect with you? How can they stay in touch with you? You can reach me at
1: www.charperenterprises.com, or you can email me at cyn at charperenterprises.com.
0: Wow. Dr. Harper, thank you so much for being on Body, Beauty, and Soul. Guys, if you want to learn more about your purpose and harping on purpose, please connect with Dr. Harper right away. Once again, that's it for us today on Body, Beauty, and Soul. Have a great day. It's all about you. you, you.